episode four of the Tales of Crisis. I am joined, as usual, by my host, Chalmers. Chalmers, how are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. You keeping well? Indeed I am, yes. Uh, The weather's improving, we're tentatively coming out of lockdown, and we are in the UK close, very close, to some real-life, real-life gaming. Yes, can't wait. It's, uh, we'll go over it a little bit today, but we've done a couple of games in real life so far, but uh, I'm looking forward to actually having people in the house and not having to stare up into the sky of black clouds and praying it <laughs> stays dry for another round. Yes, and that's what we did on our second one. Um, so yeah, that's that's the main theme of today, is getting ready for real life. Um and that's what we're going to be going through uh, as the main topic for the day is our games that we've played in real life. As, as Charm has mentioned, we've managed to, to fit in a couple and, you know, how that's different to TTS, how we've, um, what, what the different experiences are, some of the things that we've started to pick up that, that previously we, we never needed um, and, and how, how we feel that's impacted us. Before we get onto all that, there was some news. So I think we start with the, the two main bits of news recently. And the, the big one was the banned and restricted list. Yes. So Chalmers, what were your views on, on the banned and restricted list? Um, I was surprised that an actual crisis is on the restricted list. Um, it, it kind of felt like a kind of one-two punch almost. So Hired Muscle obviously went into the completely banned list which i can kind of understand why especially if you've got a play that you can get up and like move all of your opponent's civilian tokens as well um but the fact that they put um i'm trying to think which panic into yep. restrict panic yeah. grips the city panic, panic grips the city into restricted as well that has the four civilian tokens seemed a little bit kind of quite heavy-handed like if you're banning hired muscle it kind of gets rid of that issue yes um and it did feel a bit of a a one-two punch but i I think listening to the producers listening to the game designers when they were talking this through uh, it seemed that hired muscle brought to attention the issue with panic and i can see both sides to it i was similar to yourself very surprised to see a crisis be part of that list very much thought it was just going to be team tactics cards for those that are a little confused as to what we're talking about there is um, in the organized play section of the atomic mass games website for marvel there is a banned and restricted list and this is essentially a list of cards that have been produced have been out there in the wild and are recommended as either banned, so not to be used in organized play. Doesn't mean that you can't use them between yourselves as friends, you know, locally, socially. There's nothing to stop you from using those. Um, and then there's restricted, which are the ones where, again, it's recommended you only have two restricted cards in your roster. So originally that was just team tactics cards. And that was fine because you've only got eight team tactics cards. So having two that restricted wasn't too 
difficult, but as Chalmers has mentioned, we now have a crisis within that banned and restricted list, which is a, a very interesting dynamic because it means that essentially if you go with that, you really are limiting your team tactics cards. Yeah. Um, we also got uh, another tactic card. All you've got got added restricted as well, which I know yeah. it has been seeing more play. Again, I think um, all you've got comes from a, a number of areas. So for those that aren't aware, all you've got is essentially allows you to activate again. So you, you activate, you do what you're going to do, and then normally you would put an activated token on, on your character. You, you play all you've got, and essentially you get to go again. That tails nicely with a card that's already on the restricted list doom prophecy which essentially allows you to add your physical defense to your attacks which then goes nicely with field dressing because one of the downsides of all you've got is that once you've gone again you essentially then become either dazed or ko depending on which side you're on at the time so having field dressing allowed you to run Doom Prophecy to increase the strength of your attacks. You would then play all you've got, which would then allow you to go again, all with those additional dice from Doom Prophecy. And if you weren't uh, injured at that point, you would then go to a dazed status and then you could play field dressing, which would essentially then take you back off of that dazed status and you could work yourself back up and I think it was the fact that the combination of the three still happened by allowing by only putting field dressing and doom prophecy on the restricted list it meant that you could still play that combination and whilst yep. it can be a fun combination having field dressing alongside those two in your deck kind of took away the potential downside to it yeah, definitely. It's um, especially if you do it on a character that's activating last. So uh, there's no way that your opponent can then do the extra damage to Dazen. It's uh, it is a strong combo. Um, I kind of understand probably why it is in there. Um, it, it will be interesting to see kind of over time what other cards get added to the restricted file if you start seeing them kind of show up more and more. Yes, and I think. It'll be interesting to see if anything ever comes off because they, they've said, you know, quite openly that cards can move from restricted into banned or they could move from restricted into the great wide world. I, I don't see anything ever coming off banned. I don't think we'll get to that point because I think, in essence, banned is saying the card has some, you know, fundamental flaws to it. Yeah. But I could see Restricted coming off as the game changes, as the meta changes, as we shift. I think one of the things for me about the whole concept is I think it's fantastic. I think it keeps the game fresh. It means that you never lose. One of the things they've said is they won't put characters on this list. And it means you never lose the ability to use your favorite character. You don't have that horrible feeling of you spent ages painting up a particular character and all of a sudden you can't use it 
but it does allow slight tweaks to the game that can have a massive impact. You know, if, if you're seeing something like hired muscle dominate the game, then you can do something to change that. Yeah. It's surprising it's gone straight into banned and not just restricted to start off with. Yes, but and again, I highly recommend anybody who who hasn't to to check out one of the many podcasts that the two wills um, that are essentially the, the game developers were on. And um, one of the interesting points they raised, and I totally agree, is one of the best counters to hired muscle is hired muscle. Yeah. So if you restrict hired muscle, then those that want to play it are going to say, fine, I'll take the hit and, and take hired muscle. But then essentially you're doubling down because those that are only taking hired muscle as protection against hired muscle, then, you know, have even more of a, a negative impact on their, their roster. So again, I was in the initial stages, I was very much on the same page. I was like, well, they should have just restricted it and seen what impact that was. But I kind of understood that logic. Yeah, no, that does make sense. Um, and I suppose they're the game developers, so <laughs> they can kind of see more issues than uh, what we see of just uh, playing the game itself. Um, yeah, and I, I found it really interesting listening to to them, and it was it was refreshing to have games developers come out and and just talk about it, talk about the process, talk about their thinkings behind it. They're, they're really honest and open about you know as much as they want to be perfect they're humans and they're never going to get it right all the time i think if you look at we've had a pretty hectic year and a half's worth of releases i lost count how many boxes are out there but there's probably a good 40 50 boxes now which means there's a lot more characters a lot more cards you look at the the current list and you've got what seven restricted and two banned yeah that's not many for <laughs> all of those extra cards. I yeah. think there's over a hundred tactic cards now. I think. I would have thought so at least. I'm trying to think. Uh, let's have a look. MCP DB. 115 team tactic cards. There you go. And you've got what six restricted. Yeah. And two banned. So, I I don't think it's a it's a bad ratio, and I think. You know, as the game changes, as they want to do different things, take the game in different directions, you'll see this this list morph. And I think it's great. It keeps it fresh. One thing I would also say is as much as it is put out there as nobody's going to stop you from playing these cards. I would suggest that if you're new to the game, if you're just looking for friendly games, etc., do take a look at this. This isn't just for the competitive people because this gives you an indication of where certain things are broken. So yeah, if you're playing a narrative game and there's a narrative reason to have hired muscle or drop off, which are the two banned cards, you know, get yourself away, crack on. But if you're just looking for a fun game with your mates, probably best not to bother taking banned cards because they're banned for a reason. Yeah. Um, and, and it was an interesting looking at some of the conversations on Facebook about, you know, oh, these competitive players ruining it for everybody else, this, that, and the other. And you kind of look at it and think, well, no, I think if you, if you are just looking for a fun game with your mates, 
then it is worth checking out this list because there's a reason these cards are there. They, yeah. they can end up <laughs> spoiling a game quite easily. Yeah, it's not going to be a fun game if you rock up and you go, right, I'm going to have patch up, med pack, field dressing, um, all you've got, and Doom Prophecy, and those are my five, uh, <laughs> <laughs> five restricted cards. Absolutely. Um, so I, I do think it's worth looking at it. Maybe you flex, maybe you agree with your mates. You know, it's your game, your hobby, do as you wish. But I do think it's, it's not a matter of... I'm not not a competitive player. I don't need to look at the list. It's worth looking at and thinking, you know, why are they on that list? Probably because it's a negative play experience. Therefore, if I'm playing with my mates, probably don't want to take them. Yeah. You know. Um. So yeah, that that was the big news. And like I say, there were there's a number of episodes out there from from others, um, who've got the the game designers on, and I'd suggest going and checking those out because it's it's really interesting and insightful to 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 hear those um in other news we've also had well since our last episode we've had a number of cards spoiled Uh, unfortunately we've had a delay in the uk of models actually reaching the stores and i think we're probably two months behind where we thought we would be yes i don't think we've had a single release since the last episode so no, it's I think it's kind of been good for my bank balance, but yes. it has been a a shame. It has, but it, we've we've had a lot spoil, and I th- which makes it feel like actually we've had quite a bit. But yeah, I think again that that age old thing of we're because we're not playing in real life, them not actually being here hasn't necessarily impacted us no. as much because we are seeing those cards on TTS. I've uh, been running X Force on TTS. Um, yeah, in, in I faced Mysterio a couple of weeks ago. Yes, Lee's, was... Lee's gone all in on the uh, yeah, spider foes. Was... He's pretty bonkers. <laughs> he is, and I found Carnage to be worse than that. Um, oh, right, okay. I've, I've not faced Carnage yet. Carnage, Carnage was interesting, to say the least. I think Lee's had some really good experiences with Carnage. Um, but yeah, I think the last release we've actually seen in this country was probably in Humans which would have been uh, yeah, February. Yeah. And we're recording this early May. So we're, we're, we're desperate. And I think we are going to get a flood of them once, once it kicks in. And now the next couple of months is pretty hectic. But... I think in a couple of weeks time, we've got Sin and Viper, Deadpool and Bob, Cable and Domino. I don't think X-Force is going to be this month. Are they the last not? I looked at now, I think it, it's Sin oh. and Viper. It's, um, oh, it's Mr. Sinister, Sinister and... and then the twins, which takes us on nicely to the twins, the twins, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. So yes. they have both been spoiled, shared, leaked, whatever you want to call it. Um, revealed, revealed. Yes, we'll, we'll go with that one. Um, from Atomic Mass Games in the last couple of days. Um, so first impressions, Chalmers. Uh, I love both of them. Um, I think Quicksilver is... He's tricksy, but he's very situational. I think that's the best way to describe it. Yep. Um, so let's do Quicksilver first, I think. Yep. Between the two. So he's free frat. 
um, with five health, and he's got threes across the board for defence. He's a long mover, which, yeah, no one's surprised at that. Um, and he's size two. And then he's got a... This is about, so I'm trying to look at the bit of a blurry image. He has a four dice supersonic strike as his kind of builder. That's range three. So he's got a bit of threat to him. Um, range three for a normal physical attack is quite nice. Um, he gains power equal to the damage dealt. And then on a, and this is where I'm, about, so I'm trying to look, it's a crit and a shield, is that? I, I'll be honest, you know, the images I've seen, it's hard to to make out but yeah i think it's a shield based on the yeah the image for it in a shield it looks like it's dash so after the attacks resolved the character may advance small uh, i kind of know why it's only small because movement is key in this game but if he's quicksilver and you're giving him dash that should at least be medium and if not it should be long to be fair um because yeah it's not really a dash when you're quicksilver going small is it no, and I thought the same. I thought one, the fact that it's small seemed a little off. And the fact that it, you know it's a four dice strike. I need... don't know what the chance that the chances are to get it, but to need two, yeah, to two trigger specifics it, to two get it. It's... I, I think that really. But if it was just on a wild then fine you don't want to be giving him a medium move on a wild because he's going to be all over the shop um but yeah when it's as specific as that i i wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if it had been maybe a medium move or something along those yeah. lines um and then he's got another random trigger which is on a crit in a wild i think it is yeah um after the attack resolved this character may make a supersonic strike attack um, you this attack may not target the original target character. Now this doesn't have the this doesn't then have velocity, so in theory he could just bounce between multiple characters. Um, it probably needs an FAQ whether you can go between two characters back and forth. If you suddenly rolled like a god and got <laughs> a crit in a wild every single time, because it says. Like you make a supersonic strike attack, so you start this attack sequence again, and then it says this attack may not target the original target character. So, yeah, and it, it needs to go one way or the other because if that original target character is seen as the very first one, then that doesn't stop you on just doing ve just velocity on the server. same. Well, no, <laughs> I was thinking like if you say, you know, the first one you target is the original, and then when you move to a second one, you can't go back to the original. Then reading that word for word would mean that you could just keep hitting the second one because they're not classed yeah, as true. the original. Ta so yeah, I, th I think there probably needs a bit of clarity there, and I'm sure it'll come up in the, the forums. Yeah, as um, to how that works. Then his spender is only two power, if I can read that correctly. Yep, which is a, kind of crazy for a spender, um, and it's six dice physical. And it's a cyclonic vortex, and it's range free again. And basically, after the attack is resolved, the character may advance medium. So that one's got the guaranteed medium. That's why with dash, I was a bit surprised. It's only a small move. Um, I suppose if you get a crit, a wild, and a shield, which I mean is very, very situational, you can attack someone, then do a dash like further small, and then 
attack someone else within three, but it's a little bit weird. I suppose the medium might be a bit too strong there. But yeah, having the kind of built-in medium for two power is actually quite good for that one. And six dice is pretty decent. Um, so his attacks are not too bad. Like I said, the supersonic strike, a little bit random. Yeah, like, I, I suppose my issue with the supersonic strike is the the, the four dice and the, the randomness of it. I think, you know, if you were to look at that and you were to start to plan what you wanted to do with him, it's very difficult. Obviously, it's a dice game and it's always difficult to know exactly what you're going to end up with. But you could start to make some plans. You, you're not going to be able to bank on dash or velocity. No. You know, they're going to be nice bonuses if they happen, but in reality, you're not going to be able to. Now, yes, you can get some rerolls on him, which will increase your chances. And yes, you can get, you look at ways to increase the number of dice, getting the likes of Thanos alongside him. You know, th those kind of things. There are ways to increase that. Maybe give him a couple of hammers. But do you really want to do all that for that and i, I yeah. suppose the velocity is going to be the kicker you know if that is something that can just keep going then maybe you do or maybe you start to do things like doom prophecy on him you know yeah. we, we just talked about <laughs> it but that, that would be a good way to get an extra three dice in there um, it is um but then when you think of i'm thinking of like characters like black widow agent a shield who's got the rapid fire pistols and has a built-in you can do another rapid fire pistols like why does this one then have to go off on a like two dice specific symbols yes like it would make sense because it's a supersonic strike and he's so quick that you attack one and then you can attack someone else but it, you have to target someone else yes and then suddenly a four dice physical on that is actually not too bad yeah and again you kind of and that's why i think the velocity will will be a, you'll be allowed to do it multiple to, to to bounce between targets or to do things like that because I think otherwise it is very limited. If if it's like you can only ever attack somebody once with it, then I don't know. Yeah. It, it's a bit of a funny one. Um, it's interesting to see what they've done, and it'll be interesting to see how people find ways to increase their chances of getting it because if you do on the face of it if you are able to do that strike with the dash and velocity you could definitely start to move yourself around the board hitting multiple characters yeah 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 but it's that core four dice the, the spenders all right i mean six dice range three it's, with it's an auto bad. medium advance yes yeah it's... auto medium advance always good to to get you out of trouble you can move up do it run away yeah. you can move up do it move on to an objective there's movement is key in this game and i think it having that medium advance afterwards is is great and it's not dice dependent um no for two power you know not too bad yeah it is not bad for two power um and on a superpowers um so obviously for movement for him um so he's got speedster which is a two power superhero ability and if the character is not holding an objective token it advances along and that superpower can only be used once per turn so he could potentially move three longs in a turn if he's not holding objectives um whether 
he needs to do that because he's not exactly the most the most survivable character out there. Um, so moving three longs is yeah yeah. I I can't see it that often, especially considering you can't. It's not holding an objective token. If there wasn't that, then you could say, oh, well, he's picked an objective token. He wants to run and hide in the corner. You know, you've got some... Or you use them and herbs and run over, grab the herb, and then yeah. get a meat along across halfway back the table. Um, but yeah, it, it's. It, I suppose it, there will be tricks into it. I mean, back objectives that have not being defended, he could then suddenly dash from one side of the table to the other um, and grab him. Yeah, again, I can't think of any map setup where you'd need three longs. I don't know whether you can go from bottom left to top right in a, on a B scenario. Uh, probably not in two. You probably could well, do You three. might need the three, yeah. So yeah. there is that. Um, you know, and the other thing you, I'm thinking is if you want to go get an objective token, that's fine. You use this first. You, know, yeah. you move long, pick it up, and then you double move again. So it, it will definitely be useful. I think considering he's got the long move anyway, it is getting those three long moves. There's going to be situations where it's going to be great. You know, it essentially you'll you'll be playing against somebody, and there'll be a a mass of bodies, and somebody will get dazed, drop a token, and then next thing you know, essentially he's on the other side of the board with that token. And then, like yeah. I say, that's going to be majorly powerful on those ones where there's this single token like Cree Power Core worth two victory points. That's the only one on the board. You've all congregated around, let's say you're playing Gamma or, or Portals and you're all in the middle. He just shoots off on the side. Yeah. yeah. Things around holding it. Yeah. Um, then he's got Catch Me If You Can, which is a three power ability. Um, when a target, uh, sorry, when the character is targeted by an attack, you can use the superpower. The character advances small. If at the end of the advance, the character is outside the attack's range or the attack attacker's line of sight, uh, the attack ends. If the attack activation, sorry, if the attacker's activation and the attack did not target multiple characters, the target may make another action, and that can only be used once per turn. So Again, I would like why not long? Like, well, if, I think uh, that okay. Uh, I know why powerful. not long. Yeah, even medium, I think would be, you know, medium would allow you to get a long way outside of range. So I think that's the whole point, though. Like that's the whole thing. Catch me if you can. Like catch me if you can. Then going small is kind of <laughs> yeah. But having used Loki. With Loki's trickster, there's been a number of times where just that small movement is enough to get out. You yeah. know, it, it there's enough there to be able to allow you to get out of range. I mean, a lot. The, I suppose the, you're going front to back base as well, so it's not. Yeah, the most common attack is range two. Um, yeah. So just a short move will get you out of range two. Enough to get out. Yeah, you know, nine times out of ten. So I think yeah, you start to make it a medium. And all of a sudden, you're kind of getting out of range three attacks unless you're base to base. So I, I can totally see why it's only short. Like I say, having used Loki's Trickster, which is, I believe, word for word the same as this, it yeah. is a powerful ability. Yeah. Um, and there are, there, 
one thing to be aware of is the way in which the you pay for powers for this so when you're trying to pay for powers these kind of defensive tech you, you don't end up losing your power when you pay for it and i think this is one that came up the other day um on this where essentially if you were to pay your power to do an attack and then they you know, trickster away or can't catch me away you you, you don't lose that power um, yeah something that kind of came up on our games the other day um there, there are quite a few interesting interactions with that um one and if you, if you want more again go on the atomic mass games rules forums and search for loki's trickster because like I say it's, it's literally word for word the same and that'll give you a good rundown of how, how those rules interact yeah there's a few characters that have this kind of similar ability yeah. um but no he's not too bad he's got supersonic reflexes as well so when defending against a physical or energy attack uh, or making a dodge roll, it may re-roll up to two of its defense of dodge dice. So it's the same as uh, Mars Morales, who has... Is it Mars Morales or Spider-Man? Which one has it's it? Miles Morales has got it. Mars Morales sure. has got the... Yeah, that. So that's not too bad. I mean, he's still only three defense, which re-rolling two can be okay, but... It, like... Yeah, it doesn't happen as often as you no. would think. I used Web Warriors on the weekend and yeah. yes. <laughs> Rerolling two dice when you're rolling three is like Absolutely. Doesn't really kind of generate you anything better. Um overall he's a solid three. He's gonna yeah. be fast, he's gonna be annoying, he's gonna get around the board. He's yeah, he's not got wall crawler as well, so he yeah. it ignores terrain. Well not ignores terrain, but he can climb up terrain without having to uh, do a climb action, so yeah, he, he's yeah. pretty solid for a free threat. Yeah, um, not not likely to break into my roster, but I could see him. It depends what his affiliations are, um, but I, I can see him definitely making his way into a number of rosters. I think the, my only concern is this power generation. He's you yeah. know that builder, unless you're managing to add extra dice to it, bit uninspiring at only four dice um yeah you could get lucky and get a couple of velocities off maybe that builds you a little bit more but i think that would be the my one concern on him would be where is he getting that power in order to do the, the likes of supersonic can't catch me um and you know the flip side of those reflexes yes it means he stays alive longer but it reduces the amount of power he's gonna yeah, because he's not getting as damaged. Certainly, yeah. Um, but let's go on to the tasty one, shall we? The twin let's sister. The sister. Uh, Scarlet Witch is a five threat character, uh, six health and a medium move and size two. Uh, she's got three th- physical defense, four mystical and energy defense, so not too bad. Um, Would have probably thought maybe better mystical over energy but i'm not going to complain at four energy so not too bad no Uh, like you say solid not particularly uninspiring um there's there's nothing you look at that and go oh what you know it's 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 a solid for a five threat definitely um her builder is a range four mystical six dice attack called hexbolt and you gain power equal to the damage dealt. So 
already. Six dice at range four is a, and mystical is very nice. Um, then she has chaos magic, which happens on a skull. So after the attack is resolved, for each skull in the attack roll, the target character gains one of the following special conditions. Bleed, hex, incinerate, or poison. So this is amazing because I love rolling skulls. So yeah. <laughs> if I can chuck a load of special conditions on instead, then uh, that's really good. No, I, I, I do like that because it means that those, like I said, those, those skulls that you normally hear, uh, are actually a kind of a benefit for her. Um, I mean, six dice, you're probably going to get at least one. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Incinerate is becoming my most favoured special condition, just for one less defence dice. <laughs> it's, uh, it's so good. Um, yeah, it, so- makes, it makes a big difference. I think Hexbolt is, is a very solid builder. You know, you look at Modok, same kind of builder that Modok's got. Yes, yeah. you don't get the the rerolls that he does, but it, it's a it's a fantastic builder, and I don't think she's going to have any issue gaining power from from that. Definitely, and she needs it because her spender is six power. Um, it's again at range uh, three this time, but it's eight dice, and it's cruel twist. The defending character does not add crit results in its defense roll to its total successes and cannot add additional dice to its defense roll as a result of crit results so basically you just ignore all crits they count as fails yeah so crits counts as fails and you don't get the exploding you don't get extra dice so you're literally got you're looking for wilds and shields then and i suppose i wonder how that interacts with uh the reality gem Oh, that's a good question. At what point does the skull become a crit, and when does this kick in? So that's an interesting one, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and then again on a skull, it's got a special condition called reality contortion, um, and it's basically a uh, pierce ability. So you change one of the defending characters. For some reason, it's got crit in here. I don't know why you would change that. Yeah, no, I, I noticed that as well, and I thought it was a bit odd as to why would you change a crit, considering the crits don't count. count. Yeah. Um, so you change crits, wilds, and shields um, for each. Who knows what's around the corner, at, at which point that will be coming. Yeah, so does that mean, no matter how many skulls you roll... Change one of the defending characters' crit, shield, or wild results to a blank. Yes. So it's not one per not skull. Not one per it's, skull. It's, it's literally what. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Same as when you see a wild and it says, you know, that triggers something. It's. Yeah. yeah. It needs so, to say per, you know, it would, it would need to call out one per, you know. Yeah. So that's a pretty strong spender, to be fair. Eight dice and you're not giving your opponent crits. It's like. Especially if you can get an incinerate on them as well and lowering their defense dice already. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's huge. I mean, you, you take out the crits, take out the um, exploding dice. That really stops your opponent from spiking in their defense roll. Yeah. You, know, you can't spike if you can't get crits. Then you're looking at also reality contortion, which 
on eight dice, that's where the stats would say you theoretically you get one. You know, you've got one in eight chance of getting yep. a skull. So yes, you've got a good chance of getting a skull. So that's going to take away one of their successes. It's interesting that actually, you know, blanks for some defending characters will class as successes. So you could potentially, I'm not sure why you would want to, but you could potentially change a crit to a blank and to make it class as a success. If perhaps uh, for some reason you didn't want to daze somebody, but you want to take everything else off. Yeah, I don't know why you would do that, but yeah, um, but yeah, that, that's an interesting kind of set of circumstances. But actually, it doesn't say you may; it says change one of the defending characters. So you have to do it if you roll a score. That's interesting. Yes, you're right. It doesn't say may. So if you were within two of, say, a Koye, yeah, ooh, but. Uh, this is testing my knowledge here. I'm pretty sure most of these, and I think Okoye's is, is only on physical and energy. Attacks. Yeah, because these are all mystical. So. These are all mystical. So it may well be that that does not... Yeah, uh, I mean, a lot of characters in the game don't have strong mystical defense anyway. Um, so, yeah, if you're, <laughs> if you're not giving them crits and you can change stuff to blanks, then... And you can get an incinerate on beforehand. Yeah, she's going to be yeah. quite strong. Martial um, artist is physical and energy for yeah. a Koye. I, yeah, interesting that, you know, even though it's changing them to blanks at the moment, I think for a lot of those that class blanks as successes, you're getting around that. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, so superhero abilities. She's got telekinesis, uh, which is three power, and you can pick a terrain... Uh, choose an interactive terrain feature four or less within three and throw it medium. So it's a good size terrain piece. It's a good range as well, medium, and it's also range three as well. So overall, that's pretty solid for free power. Um, um, disappointing like it. that it's only a terrain feature and not a character. Yeah, I, I had a game three last power, night with you know pretty sure um angela's is through and, two power and that's exactly the same uh angela's is it's two power but i think it's within two yeah it's within two because i used it last night um, right and yeah that was the thing that caught me because i'm so yeah, used to every character having size throw enemy less. characters me throws it medium but yeah you've got to be within two yeah um, yeah, I just I, I feel that you may be missing out on uh, not being able to move characters, and I think that's one of the things I would say about her as, as we yeah. get onto it. But um, she's got curse as well, which is a two power superhero ability. When the character is damaged by an enemy effect, after the effect is resolved, uh, you may use the superpower. The attacking character gains judgment special conditions so they won't gain uh, power when suffering damage from enemy attacks which is really good like for those characters that really need power um yeah that'll be kind of massive on certain certain ones yes uh, i think judgment is 
we've only seen it so far on Ronan. Yeah. I think it's it is a huge it is impact. Um, we don't see Ronan so much these days, so it's kind of fallen out of favour in general. But yeah, absolutely, Judgment is a, is a very impactful special condition that you really want to try and shake. I put I was running Guardians a few last week against uh, Brotherhood and put Judgment on Magneto. Yep, huge. and just. Couldn't <laughs> couldn't do anything. It was just like just got no power. Can't do anything. Yeah. Um, then you just chuck every attack into him, and he's just yeah powerless. <laughs> um, so really good. I mean, two power as well. It's it's decent. Um, yeah, and because it's when this character is damaged by an enemy effect, the chances are you're going to have taken some damage, so you're going to get some power. Realistically, yeah. as long as you had one power, if if this has happened to you then you can do it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that, that is pretty easy to do as such. Yeah. And then we've got uh, two kind of passive superhero abilities. You've got Chosen of... I'm trying to read this now. Cthon. Is that right? Well, I'll let you go with that. I'm not yeah, going to try and... Um... My eyes. I'm not blind in one eye and I'm trying to read this. This isn't good. Uh, <laughs> when defending, attacking or dodging... This character adds skull results to its rolls to successes. Yeah, so running theme there. Skulls are good for skulls are good for Scarlet Witch, which is really nice. And then she's got Hexfield as well. Uh, Enemy characters performing a shake action within three of this character may not remove the hex, judgment, or poison special conditions. I think that is huge because that is massive. That's the one for me that I think kind of flips it because. If somebody goes and attacks you and you stick curse on them, then they're within three and they can't shake it. it it's going to cause them major issues, especially in those compact scenarios. You know, your E's and your C's. It's, it's not even compact. I mean, size three is pretty big on the tabletop. It, like, it, it's, it's not it's insignificant. But you you can you can get out of it, but then you can't really attack her. So yeah. she then can sit at range four, um, pinging around with a builder at range four, which is great. And, and you, most characters can't go back at her. I yeah. think, <laughs> all in all, I think she's a super solid character that's gonna find a way into a lot of. Oh, definitely. Rosters, I think. I think we know that she's definitely going to be in Brotherhood. I think her and Magneto together, yes, it's 11 threat, but uh, you know we've seen enough rosters where they're running Magneto and Modok together. I think she will replace Modok in that scenario because she'll be an affiliated character and she can probably put out the same amount of damage potential as Modok when, when you put take her in in total. Yeah, and she's got better move. She's got flight as well. Um, she's medium move against Modok's small move. So you've got that as well. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be really good. I think the, the disappointment, uh, as somebody who likes to play more controlling than a necessarily aggressive style of play, you know, neither of these have even got a push, yet alone a throw. On no, yeah. the card at all. 
so that there's no pushes off attacks, there's no throws off attacks, there's no special superpowers that allow you to move your opponent, there's no bowels to the will of Modoc style, there's nothing in there to allow you to move your opponent around, which I think would probably be the one bit of it that I looked at and I kind of felt for five threat, I'd want them doing a little bit more, but then, you know, that, that that's... <laughs> well, it depends on your play style. I, I can see a lot yeah, of people no, putting these to real, real use and, and, you know, causing havoc and just wiping teams out as opposed to trying to move them around. And that That's great. Yeah. Um, and we don't know what the team tactic cards are like for these as well. They might have one where they can team up and throw someone or they can do something like that. So, um, yep. yeah, it's just occurred to me that with the chosen Cathondry adding score results to successes so you're getting that chaos magic and reality contortion going off but they're also counting as successes as well so there's kind of no downside of rolling skulls in this no and you, and you guarantee that for the if you're rolling for i don't know magneto who gets re-rolls you'll roll a load of skulls and then when you get to scarlet witch you'll roll it and you won't get any skulls but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that's the joy of a dice game um yeah, I, I think she's a solid, she's a solid aggressive character that doesn't need to be up close. You know that range four, I think, is key. Range three is a nice sweet spot for her, stopping you from getting rid of those judgments. The judgment didn't have a range on it, which was interesting. So, you know, if, even if Shuri's trying to attack you at range five, you could stick it on her. I'm sure that, yeah. that'll probably be the the best choice, but you can do it. Yeah, all round, very, very good. Very solid characters. So, looking forward to them coming out. Um, I'm, well, I mean, I'll definitely be packing them up anyway because I'm getting all of them. But you're like a yeah. magpie, aren't you? Yeah. All the shiny new. Um, I'll pick them up in time. I don't. They're not. They're not at the top of my list of ones to pick up. But I suppose a lot of that will depend on team tactics cards as you say if there's something in there that i look at and think oh maybe i need that yeah uh, yeah <laughs> um but definitely a, a nice solid pair and a, a good addition to the to to the game and, and very thematic as well i think both of them kind of you look at them both and kind of think yeah that's that's about right yeah so moving on to the the, the main topic real life as we've mentioned, we, we've managed to get two real-life games in. Um, so I, I came across to, you, to yours, and we played in your back garden um, yep. a week and a bit ago. Um, that was our first game. So that was my my second game in real life, and that was your first game in real life. My first game was the first game I ever played of MCP, and we got most of the rules wrong, and that was way back when. Um, so I, I kind of you know caveat it with that as my second game but in reality that's the first time i've played in real life having really known what we were doing i wasn't popping tokens out of the card uh, i don't I managed to pop them out in advance how how did you feel the difference between playing in real life having played on tts for the last couple of months um you know what i play, after playing on tts for so long it kind of felt quite natural playing the actual physical game. Um, things like movement tokens look a lot bigger on TTS than they do in real life. 
um because i had like a couple of long movers so i was like oh yeah no that'd be great and then like actually put down a long movement token on a table and you're like it's not actually as big as what it looked like on the screen yeah. <laughs> it kind of looks like it's almost half a like half a board um size but no you know what it's the t it made me realize how much the tts mod like is amazing for actually just giving you that game context um i think the only one well okay there's two big differences one obviously there's no buttons at the bottom to do your power phase and clean up phase so yeah that takes a little bit of time to obviously get used to and going through it and in the cleanup phase remembering i need to turn these characters over and remove those bits and do it's a bit more bookkeeping um the one thing i think will take a bit of time with those movement and range rulers is it's a lot harder to put them on a physical table and work out where characters are going than it is on the (laughs) tts mod that literally like snaps to a character and then you can zoom in and go around to the side and see exactly where those measurements are and what range is there against the character and uh, en- like enemy character that you want to target um especially if they're on a building and you're like down below and you're trying to work out what the range is and whatnot um so that that takes a little bit more time but no it was it was nice and easy i mean for like we said our first proper game we did it in what less than two hours yeah i think it was i suppose to me two main things one is as you touched on that it's not going to be as accurate it's not going to be as precise you will get scenery getting nudged you'll get models nudged same thing as you would see in aos or any other games we've played in real life you know and i think if you look at some of the, the top end games in the finals on tts they're very precise you see the players doing a lot of measuring and as you say going from different angles to get very precise measurements that's not to say that you can't do similar in real life but it it won't be to the same level i still expect the top players and for any game you see the top players do a lot of measuring so that they know exactly what what can go where um but yeah you will get that natural inconsistency shall we say of where things you know oh i've knocked this knocked that and like you say that you don't have that lovely shadow that you do in tts (laughs) um the flip side of it and again i think you you will see a lot of getting used to a lot of right we'll just move this piece of scenery so i can lay that flat to get it right okay fine let's put that piece of scenery back and we i did that a little bit in aos but you didn't tend to get it to the same extent because it was less pieces of scenery and they were less impactful. I think the flip side of it is I was surprised how easy it was. And I think you're right. The TTS mod prepares you very well for real life. Yeah. I was concerned with some of the things that are, you know, let you say the cleanup button, the power button, they're not there. The power button takes two seconds it is no real difference the cleanup i actually found easier in real life than pressing the button because often i forget to put days tokens or somebody puts the activated token in the wrong order and then the priority token moves and you're lucky yeah, to yeah. 
I didn't think I had. No, I've got priority. Why is he giving me priority? <laughs> There's a couple of things in there that you kind of go, oh, all right. Um, but all in all, I, I liked the, the fact that you can. It's a bit like watching football on TV and then going to a stadium and watching it in real life. You get to see so much more in that. Yeah. You know, area of vision. And it's the same on the table. You can see a lot more. You can start to move your tokens around while watching what's happening on the game. You don't have to constantly zoom here and zoom there. The flick of your eye to look at what's happening on the board to your card back up again is a hell of a lot easier than trying to do it on TTS. Flip side, looking at your opponent's cards. And we kind of talked about this about in to say that, yeah. That's where I found in the past, especially as as a beginner, somebody who doesn't necessarily know the game, being able to just constantly, whilst your opponent's doing what they're doing, they're talking about this and the other, you're like, hang on, what, what's that? Or, or they'll tell you something, and it's not that you don't trust them, but you're just looking at it to see how that relates to everything else. You can just, you don't have to ask them, oh, what, what exactly is that rule? Or how does, you can just hover your mouse over their character Zoom in card. on it, and, yeah. Yeah, press Alt, and it comes up, and you go, oh, yeah, yeah. You don't get that unless you've got a folder full of all the cards there that you can constantly refer to. But I find, again, in previous games where if I'm playing somebody, you know, Age of Sigma and I wasn't sure on some of their stuff, if I then start looking it up on my phone because I had most of the battle terms on my phone so I could easily zoom in and find it, that whole game experience starts to fall down a little bit in real life because you know fundamentally we're there to have an enjoyable game with another human being yeah the other human being is constantly on the phone looking at things or constantly looking in heading somewhere else looking at stuff it can be a little bit off-putting um so i think you will start to see more of the people just asking oh so how does that work again what exactly is that because you can't just quickly see your opponent's cards. No, that was the one thing um, I found, like especially in the game against you, I was like, I can't even remember what half of these characters have got. Like, and like you said, it's kind of so easy when you're playing TTS. It's just, oh, just hover, hover over while you're doing like a movement or something and just have a quick read to know what could potentially happen. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I suppose it comes with learning the game as you play more you will kind of remember what certain characters do, but I suppose it's one of them things where there are so many characters and each character could have up to, I mean, I've still got the Scarlet Witch thing here and it's got, what, four superpowers on here? And you're trying to remember all of that for all the different characters in the game. <laughs> it's uh, It can soon kind of get a bit too much. Um, I found building a roster as well a bit more clunky um in the way of selecting who i wanted to use because you're literally there against your like on the same table and it's like well yes like how do i do this not secretly but but yeah essentially in secret isn't it that's what you're trying to do because you know you you don't want to give it away um yeah yeah i found that the doing the crisis was was nice and simple and easy you know yeah that that was fine but yeah, that bit where you've got, you kind of felt like I wanted to take a bit of a cardboard cut where you could just put up that three side thing on the table there so they couldn't see what you're doing. 
Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how people go about doing that. Whether you turn your back to your opponent again seems really antisocial, but fine. <laughs> whether you just put them under, like, say, in a book or something like that, it it because it, it, it will make a difference. Realistically, that the, the more you play and the the higher you play, know what your opponent's going to pick is you know that that's a large part of the game is trying to understand trying to guess trying to work out what they're going to choose what are they actually going to choose what's going to come on the table what do i need to go if i know that they're definitely not going to choose go a certain way to create their uh team based on that what their roster is then i'll know all right i don't need that one but i do need this one so I, i think it is a big part of the game obviously for a mess around with your mates less so but yeah it, it was interesting um and, and talking about that I, I it was enjoyable and you know yeah a, a sense of pleasure i got from actually starting to use some of these things we spent a fair whack of money on um <laughs> and starting to get the enjoyment out of those cards out of the the physical elements of it all yeah um, um i did find the amount of tokens a little bit overwhelming. <laughs> like, I think you take it for granted when you're on a TTS of like, oh yeah, I'll just drop that on there and put yep. that there. And then suddenly you get to an actual game and you're like, I've got, what are all of these tokens? And you're trying to like keep your area clean and tidy and um, all the crisis tokens as well, trying to find the right ones for that. It was just like, oh God, there's like, there's so many yeah, and we kind of talked about it as well. If you were in a, a five, well, even a three game event tournament, whatever you want to call it, and you're jumping from one table to the other, you're going to need a, a slick process to, move to be able to yeah. yeah move everything around and not end the day with everything everywhere. Um, which is a nice segue to, to something that we, we both had, um, not on the first game, on the second one, so the second one we um, we came around to my back garden. It was myself, uh, you, Anth, and Josh came around, and yep. we we got a couple of games in there. Uh, that was where we were starting to spend a lot of time looking up at the the sky and <laughs> w- watch out for the rain. Um, Massive black cloud that was looming over the table, and like yep. round four, it's like, do we risk it for round five? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> Yeah, you you got the right idea because uh, Anthem myself, I got destroyed by Medusa with two hammers. Basically, walked through my my force, um, and so my game with Anthem finished earlier than yours, and we re-racked and we we started. I think we we're halfway through turn one or, or round one, and it started to rain a tiny bit, and we did. We said, right, we'll, we'll just stick it away. You guys stuck it out, and actually it was the right decision because you were absolutely fine. Um, but before you you arrived, um, we had a, a parcel delivery from Battle Kiwi, um, who do a, a fantastic selection of battle boxes. And these are essentially MDF boxes where you get a, a top, as such with uh, selected design there's some designs on the, the website none of them are called cap etc but essentially there's a, a shield that looks a lot like cap shield there's a a skull that looks a lot like the cabal symbol there is um 
Lots of different ones. Alexia, and there's a Spider-Man one? Uh, Yeah, I think there's some more as well. I'm trying to remember. He's adding some for um, Deadpool as well. Ah, that might have been the thing I saw uh, that was coming. Um, Um, We got some little fancy ones, though. We did well. We did. We we uh, I got in contact with the guy. Very very helpful and really um, good customer services. We got some nice tales of crisis ones. So um, we, if you see us out and about in any tournaments or events, you will see those. And then within the box, you get so as standard, you get um, three layers, shall we say, of uh, card trays and these basically allow you to put your character card in and then on the side you've got um little sections for power so you can count up how much power you've got along the bottom is for health and then there's a section for any um crisis that you may have picked up and then you can the way i did it i'm not sure how you were doing it but essentially i kept my damage tokens and any status tokens in the bottom bit yeah, I did Used that. I had a target for that and then went up there for those. Yeah. Yeah. They're really nice. They're great. I mean, the only one downside is the big three powers don't fit in it. The, the, yeah, the three damage fits in the damage, but the three power don't fit in those. But I don't mind that because, again, it's hard to do on a podcast, but essentially, um, there's five slots and each slot you can put two oh, tokens two in. I um, yeah I like that because it kind of gave you an idea of exactly what your how much maximum power you're on. quantity yes. was yeah and unless you're running one of the hulks um tends tends your limit uh, oh tends your limit anyway isn't it um, tends your limit anyway it's just uh, damage the damage those, yeah. but again you can fit your three damages in so they kind yeah. of cover that then working your way through those so yeah they were really useful to allow us to to track where we were you also get a tray within the box that allows you to track your victory points and your turn and it's where you can hold your uh, measurement tools mm-hmm. i'll be honest i didn't use this i've kept my measurement tools in there and that, i'll use it to store those but i do prefer the actual game tracking um card just purely because it oh, the both points, yeah. for the victory points yeah. I, yeah i can see what they're trying to do here but that's i don't see myself using that that much which is fine um and then a standard you get a tray for um your tokens yeah um so at the bottom you will get a tray where you've got 12 sections for tokens then you've got two sections for cards so i've used that for my team tactics cards and my crisis cards and then you've got a long section in there that you can put whatever you want in i've used that for my dice so i keep my dice in there i've got my team tactics my crisis cards i've got my uh, crisis tokens at the bottom i went for the additional um tray that also gives you another 24 small boxes to keep other tokens in and i've used that for my status tokens yeah um i wasn't going to but lee kept going on about getting it and how much he thought it would be useful and he ended up ordering and I thought I'll see what it's like and I'm very much on the fence um, but I think it's good it allows you I don't think it's it's vital but it does allow you to keep some 
separation between them all, and I can see, yeah, you, know, you only ever get more tokens. Every character pack seems to come with a a, a wrath of tokens. <laughs> a new token section to add in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I mean, we've only used them that one time. I thought they were fantastic. I really liked the design of it. That's what I saw the design on Instagram. And there's a number of designs out there for, from multiple companies, but I like the fact that you could clearly see how much power from across the table somebody had. And similarly with the damage, it was clear um, how much damage yeah. your opponent had taken. So um, go and check them out. Battlekiwi.com, I believe it is. Um, yep. they've got a, a good selection of trays in there they are from New Zealand but actually uh, by the time we did a bulk order of about 8 or 9 and it, it came I think within a week to be honest within a week yeah Yeah. Of, of me putting the order in so super quick the postage wasn't too bad because it was a bulk order uh, you know if, if you and some friends want them you know i highly recommend getting them and the more we play those the more those kind of things are gonna come into into being yeah that, like i was like oh, i don't know whether to get one and then actually when i looked at it i was like you know what they do look quite cool and then using it on sunday it was so handy to have um the character cards like the then actual cards just to literally hold the card and have all the tracking of everything is perfect and the fact that it was, it's all magnetised as well, so it all kind of clips together and stayed in a big box, it, it's great. I mean, I just literally packed it all away, put it in my rucksack and Off carried it. it home. So yeah. <laughs> it's, um, no, I really like them. So uh, it, they are great. Um, I'll probably do a video review of them at some point. Um, just do a quick overview of all the different layers. So have a look at that on the Tales of War Games YouTube channel. Yep, and uh, I'll stick a link in the uh, show notes for for that one um, because I highly recommend them. They're, they are great and they are um, definitely worth checking out. I think Anth didn't get one, and when I was playing him on, over the weekend, he, he, one of the things he mentioned was when he had a, a number of power or damage tokens on his card, he was then having to move them around every time he tried to read the card um, <laughs> yeah. because he doesn't keep the card clean using these trays keeps the card clean you can see what you need to see on your character card and then you've got those i suppose my one disappointment was that actually they don't have a a nice little tray for team tactics cards and having seen right, yeah. that tts has just introduced one on tts i don't know whether you've noticed it there's a nice I little that. wooden little, like... box for your team tactics cards yeah. and i kind of looked at that and was like yeah, that would, that, would, that would be quite nice, that. Um, so maybe one day they'll, they'll put one of those in and it'll be worth getting. Yeah, I would like to say if, we, if they add one in and they create one and then we do a bulk order, it's <laughs> absolutely it shouldn't be too bad to uh, get shipped over. So um, no, oh, we should point out that we've not been sponsored or paid by Battle Kiwi to review them. We nope. did literally pay them ourselves, buy them ourselves. So... Uh, yeah, so honest feedback. Um, the only thing I would say is um, we talked about this a little bit on Sunday at the end. We might have to find a little strap just to keep it secure. Um, yes. Look, the magnets feel pretty secure, but I just have a feeling it will just take like one little nudge and then they suddenly come separate and <laughs> everything goes. 
I'll open my bag and just have a bag full of tokens and dice at the bottom. So uh, I, I highly imagine mine being battered and, and well used and not thrown in a bag, but placed less than gently into a bag. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I did, we did talk about like how do you put some kind of belt or, or something around it just to stop it from coming out because yeah, the, you always run the risk of that getting banged around and, and falling out. Yeah. Um, but no, definitely recommend them. It's a, it's a good little uh, accessory to have. Yep. Um, and kind of, you know, as we mentioned, as we were playing, we started to get to use the accessories. I've now sprayed all my measurement tools and I'm going to get them painted up. That's something I never really thought I would do. But <laughs> I, again, it's kind of, you look at it and you think, well, we, we kept getting them mixed up and obviously with covid and everything you're trying to keep all your own stuff yeah it's going to be interesting to see how things like tokens go when you're playing you know do you use this your opponent's tokens did do you combine with the crisis do you not uh, again yes there are tokens in age of sigmar but it it's pretty clear who's got what um and one of the things i found on age of sigmar is you you keep the tokens for yourself, whereas in um, MCP, often the special conditions that you're putting on your opponent's characters come in your box. Yeah. Out. Now you put judgment on an opponent. They're like, well, what does that look like? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they might know if they don't have Ronan and they don't have all Scarlet Witch, they're, they're not going to have a judgment token. So then you're putting it on, and then the question then becomes: Do you put the tokens on? the table next to the character that's kind of what we would do in age of sigma but again age of sigma you've got bigger units that move less i would say um whereas in this maybe do you, do you really want to have to constantly move tokens around with the character logically you would put those tokens on your card but then if you put a judgment token on your card and it's not actually yours you know how do you know which ones are yours you one thing I found is I've got millions of bleed tokens. I found that as well. Yeah, <laughs> I was popping them all out, and like I think I've got as many bleed as I've got uh, power tokens. So if it was a bleed, I would just stick my own token on my own character and say, yeah, they've got bleed. But if it's something more random like judgment, and then like I say, when it comes to tidying up, how do you know who's to go? So yeah, again, interesting is one of the reasons I want to get to some form of event soon to kind of start to see how how the community does it because we are coming out of hibernation uh, into the real world <laughs> and it will be interesting to see how, how these things pan out yeah it's um it will be interesting I, I don't know how many events i'll get to like personally but just like i said earlier playing actual physical games in the house it's uh that's the one i'm looking forward to in two weeks time yes um and, and kind of i've said that i'll try and organize another day here where we can get a few more people here and then if we can get in the house that opens up another space for at least another two tables so we could easily have four tables running here um and, and still not necessarily descend on the madness of my children <laughs> running around we can still keep, keep it to one side um that that was the, the main area of as we say real life and we'll, we'll finish off with a, a couple of plugs 
first and foremost uh, as we mentioned earlier on around other podcasts there are a number of great content creators out there um, not just podcasts blogs etc and, and the best place to find those is across the bifrost nexus so that is across the bifrost.com um, you'll find ourselves on there you'll find a number of others on there um, like I say a really good collection of MC peers I think is that our, our general term yeah I think so MC peers yeah. Oh, uh, yeah crises yeah. no crises no it doesn't quite work does no. it MC peers um, probably I'm sure I'm sure somebody will come up with something um and, and as part of that we have a new sponsor uh, Blackgate Games I've used Blackgate Games a number of times I placed an order over the weekend with them I've got another four boxes coming and um interestingly we didn't necessarily cover this but one of the things i found was when i was because i don't have all the boxes unlike some people um i (laughs) there were a couple of crisis um, a couple of team tactics cards that i use regularly on tts that i didn't have so what i found was that I've gone out and bought some boxes. I, my intention was always to get all the boxes. It was just a matter of time. Um, so I've bought some boxes with characters that I'm not planning currently on running, but just for some of those cards. Um, and I think I'm a big believer of supporting the company. It is an expensive purchase for some cards, but if you're going to play regularly with those cards, I think it's, it's well worth getting. So you, you can support the company, get the artwork. Yeah, if it's something that you're likely to trial out once with some mates, yeah, you don't necessarily need to. But it's something that you're going to use regularly. I mean, one of them was med for Medpack, which I would say 80% of the games I've ever played, I've had Medpack in my roster. Yeah. Um, such, such a great card. Um, and some of the Crisis cards that I was looking to put into my roster again, I, I wanted to get those ones, so I had them in real life. Yeah. Blackgate Games, fantastic uh, company, great customer service, uh, does good discounts. And I know the owner is very vocal in the community. You quite often see them on Facebook posting um, updates around stock, etc. Good contributor towards the community as a whole. I know they're going to be there at the London Grand Tournament, which I'm still on the fence as to whether I'm going to make it down. But um, yeah, go check them out. Blackgate Games in the UK. I'll put a link in the show notes for it. So, plans for the future? I think we we were talking before. Uh, I'm not sure when you'll see it, but we are planning to do some battle reports. We are. Um, we're going to do a couple of test ones first and make sure that we can record them. And not that we can record them, but we can we can record them to a quality that we want to. I think that's the best uh, best way of putting it. Um, so yeah, we're going to kind of start recording on may the 17th or or kind of that week when we can actually meet in the house um and then we'll kind of record a couple see what they're like and then we'll start properly producing them so be on the lookout for those yep um we've still got the mini crisis continuing i actually talking about real life real real life has got in the way of uh, that series and it's been on a bit of a delay but should be getting those back out next week so um, we're part two into movement um, so again talking about that earlier on neither of those characters had it but there are a lot of characters out there that do um, so go check those out and your painting videos we've still got some more to come from yourself on your 
how to paint Marvel Crisis Protocol. Yeah, so I've got uh, we've got Punisher, which should be coming out this week. Um, and depending when this episode comes out, it might already be out uh, ahead of this podcast. So uh, have a look on the Tales of War game YouTube for that. And then we've got Daredevil coming next week. And then I need to crack on and get some more done. I'm a bit like you, kind of real, real life is kind of got in the way of uh, <laughs> painting them. But um, no, I, I do have um, plans to do more. So if you do want to see specific characters, let us know, because I do have, uh, I think I've done about 40% of the collection now painted. So if we've got a character that I haven't painted yet that you want to paint up, want me to do a painting tutorial on let us know and i'll be sure to do it in a future episode sounds excellent i'll definitely be checking out your daredevil one because i built him today he's probably the easiest one so it's spray it's red. reds and yeah washers yeah. and stuff like that so that's the joys of the painting videos they're kind of like they're aimed at not beginners but well yeah beginners can use them as well but probably intermediate but they're kind of explained nice and easy and no airbrushes as well so yeah. it's um yeah i can't i can't live without my airbrush these days unfortunately uh, uh, there's too i i kind of respect anyone who puts out youtube painting videos because i know how long they take to record but uh, i kind of always got annoyed when they're like right this is a nice easy uh, paint scheme right get your airbrush out and do like four different uh glazers uh, okay yeah <laughs> nah, um... maybe not it, it it's definitely takes some getting used to um and i i think you know there's there's many levels some of the videos out there where you've got people using their brushes to do highlights that i couldn't even do with a normal brush yeah um fair play to those guys but i do tend to use it for my base colors because i'm just lazy like that <laughs> if i could work out how to use mine properly without it blocking every time it's uh there is I would that. <laughs> probably set it up, but uh, no. It, by the time it takes me to do that, I could probably paint the model. So um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I I'm definitely gonna look to um, up my painting because I really enjoyed putting out the models and again using them in my life. Having painted them, most of my Asgardians a while ago, I've only got um, Angela left to go. It was great to have them on the table. They've, they've literally been in a box since I painted them. Yeah. Thankfully not gathering dust, but <laughs> not seeing the, the tabletop. Um, and so it, it kind of inspired me to, to crack on and get painting some more because it does, when you've got it all together on the tabletop with the scenery and all painted up looking like that, it, it is a really great visual experience you know you've got all these superheroes we say it all the time but on tts it's the one thing that tts does lose a little bit it it will never quite have the same impact as when you've got your own painted models on the tabletop 100 percent, yeah so uh, yeah agreed when it put in, like you said putting those models out for the first time on the table and going Oh, this actually looks quite nice for painted models. It's uh, <laughs> it's definitely a a great feeling, and it kind of just adds to the kind of cinematography of the battlefield almost. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Right. Well, thank you very much. Um, if you would like to catch either of us on the social medias, uh, I'm at Martin Swaffield on both Twitter and Instagram, and you are. 
at Tales of War Games on Instagram, Twitter, and the YouTube channel. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for listening. Well done for getting this far, and good night. Take care.